Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathleen. I'm the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter, and host of the popular podcast, Making Each Day Matter. Together here with my co-host is Carrie Butler, who owns the Emergency Cafe, an L.A.-based consulting firm on all your emergency preparedness needs. She's also a Ho'oponopono forgiveness coach. You can reach out to us. Uh, if you read the bio on this show in your iTunes. And as always, we are so grateful for all of our listeners and all of the people reaching out and telling us how much they love this show. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review to this iTunes podcast because it really helps us move up in the ranks, which is where we're trying to go. Today, we have a special guest, author Robin Wiley, who wrote a book called My Happy Book, A Guided Journal to Light Up Your Life. She's also a joy and authenticity coach, a speaker, a workshop presenter. She works with children. And her passion is really helping people live their most incredible life. Love that. So welcome, Carrie. Welcome, Robin. I'm so excited to be with you with my coffee cup this morning. Yay, I'm excited too. I got some, some nice filtered water over, over here in southern Maine with me. <laughs> awesome. That's what I was going to ask you, Robin, like where you are, because like, we didn't know that, yeah. or I didn't know that. Yeah, right outside of Portland, Maine. So, um, yeah, it's like oh, wow. the most city-ish part of, of Maine, you could say. Yeah, it's, it's the best and of the world the weather? because... <laughs> Um, oh, well, right now, it's, to me, it's amazing. It's like 43 degrees. I'm so happy because for April, that's you great. Have <laughs> <laughs> you have an heat It feels like a heat wave. It really does, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to wear like five layers. I can go down to two, two now, you know. It's like such a treat. <laughs> yeah, so this Robin, certainly has I'm been gonna, the winter I'm... to remember. Yeah, it really has. And I always say our my... Uh, East Coast peeps are the hardest core. Like you guys are rock stars to go through what you go through. It's it's hard living. And I want to dive right into uh, how you sort of, how Robin Wiley kind of came up in the world. Because, you know, you you came out of nowhere for me. I found you through a mutual friend, um, John Masculinus. And I was really intrigued by the by your the title of your book, My Happy Book. Because I'm all about people being happy but happy is more than that. It's, and you go further with joy and authenticity, and that is how you find you're happy. But you had to overcome some stuff to get there. So I'm going to dive into the beginning with you and say, you know, you started out comparing yourself to others, which all girls, you know, or women, maybe men too, in their, you know, late 20s, early 20s, we start to look at other people like, why is my life not like this? Or why don't I look like this? So let's kind of talk about how that all came for you. Mm. Well, so for me, it really started from a very young age, as early as elementary school. Like, I remember, like, third, fourth grade, I started, like, comparing my bodies to other girls and seeing, like, oh, I'm a little bigger than most of the other girls in my class. Like, oh, no. And um, and then it got worse when I, like, overheard a classmate, like, saying I looked like a fat, sweaty pig after gym class one day. That was, like, <sighs> fifth grade. And so then suddenly, in my mind, I created this belief, I am fat, I am gross. And then in sixth grade, this girl that I was, like, pen pals with um, in my school, she found out who I was, and then she wrote me a message saying, you are ugly, I don't want to be your friend. And that was, like, soul-crushing. Mm. So now I'm not only believing I'm fat, I'm gross, I'm also ugly. So I just I carry that around with me for many years. And um, 
you know, another one was I'm not smart enough. That started young. So, like, I just have all these, you know, negative and limiting beliefs about myself and at the time not knowing that there was another way to look at things. So that just permeated my consciousness and affected everything, affected how I felt, affected how I acted um, through elementary, middle, and high school. And it wasn't until my sophomore year at college that I started to become a little more self-aware um, of my beliefs about myself and started to think, huh, maybe there's another way. Wow. I really appreciate that answer because uh, as you're speaking, that happening in you know elementary, middle, high, really formative years, I know that mm-hmm. even in my life today, I can get a negative message and, and wear that and believe it. And so I find that fascinating that how much words can permeate our very soul, our psyche and our existence. And, and so let's talk about how you overcame that um, because that's a lot to overcome and, 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 and look in the mirror and say, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. What they say about yeah. me isn't what's true for me. So how, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is a process. It's not something that for most of us we can change overnight, yeah. you know, from not liking ourselves and like a lot of us we rather quite strongly dislike ourselves, you know, um say awful things about ourselves. Um so yeah, it was a slow path, but it it started that that sophomore year of high school and like there were a couple things that just started opening me up. Like well, one thing was I was sort of like reaching a really low point. Um, like I noticed that I was drinking more and more and, um, and when I would drink, I would drink to the point of like making myself sick and I would like Mm -hmm. wake up in strange places and like just put myself in these really awful situations. And, um, and it's funny because I actually had a journaling practice, um, from pretty early on in my life. So like there was this part of me that was self-aware and reflective, but then there was this part of me that was very acted very unconsciously. And did all these really destructive things for myself. And um, and I guess I just became more keenly aware that year that, okay, I'm really unhappy. I'm trying to cover this up through drinking, through guys, through shopping, through all these things that aren't really working. Um, and it's just making me more miserable. Like, crap, what am I going to do? Um, I sort of, and actually leading up to that too, I was like having like thoughts about ending my life. You know, I was I was that unhappy with myself mm-hmm. and felt like I had no purpose. I had no meaning. And it was sort of like in a really low point where I just realized one day, like, you know, I could keep on going on this way and hating myself and like thinking up ways to end my life or drink myself to death. I could do that. Or maybe there's some other option. Maybe there's another path that could actually lead to some joy and fulfillment. And, um, and I really didn't know what that was or what that could look like, but there was this higher part of me, which I now would call, you know, my spirit or my inner wisdom, Yeah. That, you mm-hmm. know, just said, Robin, you gotta, you gotta make a shift. And so I sort oh, of, in that low that point, story. I just made a decision. I just made a decision. I'm going to find a way out of this. Um, so then I was open. And then, you know, when some new teachings and opportunities came my way, I was open to it, and I could start to take some of that in and change my mindset. It's funny. Well, how, that's exactly uh, how just, that happens, um, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you like I when mean, you when the yeah. student is ready, the teacher will come. 
And you had to just get to that point where you were just like, okay, like, I'm ready. I'm, you know, like, I, it, it just, you just allowed, you just allowed the, the, um, the next steps for you to come in. And, you know, when you were talking, Robin, it reminded me, um, you know, Gabby Bernstein, who's very open about her journey. Um, you know, she, she had some similar situations where she would be, in compromising situations or whatever. And people would say to her, like, what do you do? And she's like, Oh, I'm a writer and all this stuff. But, but just the same, it was like, you know, I mean, I don't feel like I'm talking out of school cause I've heard these stories before, but you know, drinking or maybe doing drugs or whatever at mm-hmm, a young mm-hmm. age. And then um, like, look where she is now. So it's like, there's yeah. just, you know, it's like, and what does Abraham say? You know, it's like within the contrast, you know, when you have your contrast, you know what you don't want, but then that also allows you to, to figure out what it is that you do want. So yeah. I, that's yeah, and beautiful. There's always this I one moment takes... of clarity, yeah, that just all of a sudden you're like, like I heard you talk and I was like, it's that moment of clarity that opens and you're like, life has to change right now. That's it. I get mm-hmm. it. Here we go. Yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of people think that to make changes in your life you have to like make these huge bold risks and big bold steps right away but the thing is no you all you have to do to start it is just be open and then the steps yeah. will come and it and life is kind to you you know it'll it'll come little by little oftentimes and it doesn't have to be one huge move all at once <laughs> so so robin the the book that you talk about the the book the life-changing book was that was that around this time where you found a book it was. that you read? It was. Okay. What yeah, was that so it was. <laughs> so, so it was a mix of a book. It was a mix of a book and a professor at my school. So um, I was a poli sci major at the time, political science, um, and he was very much into philosophy. And um, so the first thing was, I remember a class. He just he just opened up the class with, you know, I, I notice a lot of you. You students, you're uh, you're drinking a lot on the weekends, and you're walking around and um, like falling over yourselves. And I'm I'm just wondering, like, why would you choose to make yourselves unconscious? And um, in that moment, like that phrase just struck me, like, wow, why would I choose to make myself unconscious? Wow. Interesting. So then, so that like opened me a little bit, right? Opened my mind a little bit. And then um, shortly thereafter, he assigned us to read this book, and. Um, it's actually, um, it looked really boring to me. I didn't want to read it. It's like one of those books that just has like a plain white cover, like a philosophy book. It was written in the 1700s by a French philosopher named Jean-Jacques Rousseau. And it's called A Discourse on the Inequality of Man. So it just sounds totally lame, right? And that's what I thought. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I started reading it and I just couldn't put it down. And um and the message that's that's in that book yeah i know right like it could be anything um but so the message that was in that book that just really spoke to me and still does and that still applies to a lot of us today is the message that in modern society in civilization like so much of the time we're not really living for ourselves but we're really more living for the opinions and the approval of other people and as I as that message like hit me, I was just like, oh my god, that's how I've been living my whole life. Oh and in fact, god. that's why I'm at college. I didn't make a conscious choice. Like I really want to go to school for this. Um, I went to college right out of high school because that's what people were doing. That's what people expected of me. And so I just kind of 
follow that prescribed course. And once I realized that, like, holy crap, like it opened up a lot of doors. Like it made me understand a lot better why I was so unhappy and unfulfilled. Um, at the same time, though, it also was a little scary because suddenly like everything that I had done in my life or everything I believed about life like was turning out to be false or on very shaky ground. So I was like in a kind of a place of the void, you know, like, oh, wow. So everything I've believed isn't really true. What is true? Who am I? Where am I? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You know what I thought, I mean, that is such a remarkable story, but here we are, like, you said that that book was written in the 1700s? Mm-hmm. Okay, so back then, people were, like, like, Speaking you know, spirit, that was yeah. their jam. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, like, yeah. in the 1700s, that was, an, that was a thing. It's a thing. I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Our ancestors, they've been passing it on generation to generation, like, this message, like, you must do as people want you to do. You must please other people. Uh, you know, and I, I think it's like, it, I don't know. That's I, a I feel sad like reality it's like, right there. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's becoming yeah, more subtle, I think. Like, it used, it probably used to be a lot more direct. Like, I know, like, my grandparents were a lot stricter with that sort of thing than my parents, but even so, like, the message it's pervaded. But I think the younger generations are starting to see through it more and more, and I, I think that's part Absolutely. of why the world's changing. Yeah. Yeah, well, we thank have God to. for you guys who are, you know, the younger generation, like I was telling you earlier, like, we really need these light seekers to step up and, and resonate with the people in your generation because you guys are our future. Like I'm a generation above. So then I look at it like I look at you guys like, well, they're going to be the leaders. And so how grateful are we for all the light seekers and all the people who really want to make change and, and have things be equal and have people be equal instead of all the, you know, imbalance that there is in the world. And I could go off on that whole subject, but I'm going to come right back to my happy book, A Guided Journal to Light Up Your Life, released (laughs) in October of 2016. And so I want to talk about how you came to write a book, because I know how, you know, everyone had, every writer sort of has their journey. I love that it's a journal. And so let's just talk about my happy book and how you got there and how you wrote it and what, what it's all about for everybody. Yeah. So the idea for my happy book, it actually first came um, around that same time, my sophomore year in college, when I was having this big life epiphany. Um, Like I mentioned before, um, all my beliefs just kind of came to the surface and seemed faulty, so then I was left with, oh my God, I don't know who I am. So what I decided at that moment was to, after my sophomore year, take some time off from school so I could really get to know myself on a deeper level, like for the first time, like really get to know me and what I wanted rather than what I thought I should do or who I thought I should be. And so I took some time off and I really just dove into self-discovery for the next couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I started to, I learned to meditate. I started spending time in nature, doing yoga. I started to journal more than ever before, and kind of what made my journaling different than in the past, like in the past, I'd use it as a tool to like vent and let stuff out and sort of try to comfort myself, Um, but now I was using it also um, by asking myself deep, meaningful questions that I'd never asked, questions like, who am I at my core? Who am I beneath my thoughts about who I am? You know, who do I most want to be? How do I most, how do I 
Robin Wiley most want to live? Like, what would I most love to create and experience in the world? And as I started asking those questions and, you know, giving myself some time and space to answer them, it was incredible. I just got to know who I was on such a deep level and like instantly upon like asking these questions and answering them I just started to feel better and better in my own skin and better and better about my life and my future and and so as I was going through that process I felt like you know what like I bet there's some other people out there who have struggled with these questions um, or who don't have the answers to these questions so maybe at some point I'll sort of like put it together in a book and put it out there and that was kind of when oh, the seed was first, yeah. first planted. So that was like 2005, 2006. Um, but a couple, wow. of, maybe two and a half. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was in there for a while. And then like two and a half years ago or so, um, I was in a women's business group, and we were all um, at a retreat together and just going around in a circle and sharing like um, an inspired idea we had for our business. And I kind of surprised myself by bringing up this book that was kind of been on the back burner for so many years. And um, just the response of from the other women in the room to this idea, it was just so overwhelmingly positive that I realized, huh, okay, maybe, maybe it really, maybe it is time. Maybe people really could use this. And so that was all I needed. You know, I needed that support, I guess, some other people to be like, yeah, Robin, it's a good idea. And then I just plunged right in. And over the next uh, eight, nine months, I just, um, and time every day working on it, and mm-hmm. before I knew it, it was it was done. And um, yeah, it's funny that you say eight or nine months because I, when I went to my first writers workshop, Marianne Williamson was talking, and she said, "I'll never forget it." She said, uh, um, "Writing a book is like having a baby; <laughs> it's mm. inside of you, and then it's birthed." And and so when you said that, it's funny because it took me two years to write my book, which was a six-month journey book, and it's like, but two years to finally have the courage and, you know, the stuff to put all, because there's, you know, mine, there's a lot of personal stuff, and so it's really an interesting process, but once you have that in you, you ha- it has to come out, so I love that you did that, and I wanted to just make a quick comment about what you were talking about, how that came to be and the time off that you took to sort of find that self-discovery, go out in nature, meditate. You know, for me and Carrie both, it's listening to Abraham. Like there's so many tools, and I wanted to just bring that to our listeners' attention, that you have to, if you're having trouble in your life and you're not knowing how to get out of a situation, those exact tools are what you use. Meditation, self-discovery, reading self-help, um, going out in nature, spending time alone, doing service work, as Wayne Dyer would say. And so when you were saying that, I was just like, oh, my God, she just spoke the the next four weeks of my life. As soon as tax season is over, like, that is what I'm going to spend four weeks doing, just reestablishing who I am and getting back into Kathy, not the tax person. So anyways, I just wanted to thank you for that because it was a great (laughs) reminder, and I wanted to point it out to our listeners. Yeah, thank you. So, Robin, I, I'm just, like, I'm, I don't even know how to say this, but I'm, like, what even made you, like, start asking those questions, you know? Like, was it just, yeah. like, of yourself, you know what I mean? It's, like, who am I? It's, like, I don't know that at, like, 18 or 19 years old, I would have, like, you know, how, like, what, like, who am I? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know that I would have, I don't know, like, it's just wild, like. Yeah. Well, I Did think it just it like, was, start I th- coming? 
Yeah, like, I, th- I think it was, you know, really that book that made me realize who I wasn't, you know. Um, mm. Like, I I had never I had never asked that question until I read that book about who I was. But once I read it and it talked about how we, we tend to focus on what other people think of us um, and care so much about that, I realized that my whole identity was around trying to please other people and trying to be something I thought would be pleasing and likable and worthy. Um, and then once, once that was shattered, like, okay, so I'm like, there's something more to the picture than just trying to be something for other people. Then it was like, well, what do I want to be then? If, if I'm not thinking about pleasing these other people, what do I want to be? And, and who am I really? Um, so, you know, it really, it was like, it was being open. It was, having some of my negative beliefs coming to the surface, realizing they were false, and then just, like, being open to for answers to come in. Like, I was desperate. <laughs> like, I didn't like being in yeah. that place of not knowing, like, where I was going or um, what the next step would be. Um, so I just – I really just made regular time and space to deal with myself. And, um, and I'm not sure that those questions came right away. It might have come a little – like, after spending some time in nature, after doing some of the meditation, you know, um, and just, yeah, just sitting with my journal – given space, like more than anything, I wanted to feel a sense of purpose. I wanted to have a reason to wake up in the morning. You know, um, that was the thing that was just eating away at me for so many years, like feeling like I didn't have that purpose. So I would have done just about anything to uncover that. Wow. Oh, that's just, that's really remarkable. I love it. There's, I don't, oh, anyway. Um <laughs> So on your website, you you talk about all these amazing things that you do. And I wanted to just like touch a little bit, like you mentioned, like um, a lot of the teachers that like um, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, you did the, um, the life coaching thing. It's, I know it's not Tony Robbins, but it's the Chloe, I think is her name that she. Yeah. Well, it's his, it's his program, his and Chloe Madonna's program. Yeah. Like I don't learn directly from him, but I, but um, he helped to create the program. So it's it's amazing, yeah, I love it. And and so tell me a little bit about you know like because there's so many influences and it's just like you know like it's like the best of everything. And so tell me a little bit or tell our listeners as well a little bit about you know like what you know that like what res who resonates with you why because I think that's so important to share with everybody. Mm, yeah, and there's and we live in a time when there are just so many teachers. So many amazing writers, so many spiritual gurus, so to speak. Um, it's pretty remarkable. Like, and and you know, we're in the information age, so we have access to all of it and everyone. <laughs> so there, right. there's so much inspiration out there, and there's so many people I'm inspired by. Um, when I first mm-hmm. started on the path, after reading that philosophy book. Um, I started to read about Buddhism, and I don't know that there was like a particular person I followed, but I just was inspired by learning about Buddhism. Um, mm-hmm. but the first, like, the first author that I really connected with was Eckhart Tolle with The Power of mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. And, Me too. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah, it's such a good one. And I, I feel that like it's, a good I think one. it's great at any point in your journey, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, mm. start with that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, over the years, um, so many people have inspired me like you named Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer they've been huge influences on my path um 
Don Miguel Ruiz with The Mastery of Love was really huge. Um, who else we got? Uh, Sinea Roman, actually. She's she's kind of in the realm of, of the Abraham books. She she channels um, her guide, who whose name is Oren, and um, and I, these are some of the most amazing books I've ever come across. Like I've never heard they're, of her. They're kind of my bibles. Yeah, so many people oh have not. So I've been like telling everyone lately. So her name is S A N A Y A, and her last name Roman. Um, the first work I started with, which is a great starting point for those books, is called Spiritual Growth, Being Your Higher Self. And, man, that book was my Bible for many years. I've read it so many times. Wow. And it's, it's one of those that, like, you can just read over and over again. You can open up to any page and read a passage and, like, get exactly what you need. And it's, oh, yeah, amazing books. I'm so um, excited fun. about that. Yeah. And I know I love and, finding and yeah. new stuff. That's what we love about our job here at the Best Life Cafe. <laughs> we get to interview right? the most exciting, fun people. Uh, so let's uh, talk about um, sort of the life coach and grow. I want you do growth workshops, and and maybe I. So I have two places to go. What I, I want you to tell people what a joy and authenticity coach is. So. So I'm definitely, you know, you could consider me a life coach because I I help people in all areas of their life to let go of what's no longer serving them and to move towards what they're wanting to create. Um, But I have used the title Joy and Authenticity Coach because that's sort of like what I'm getting at (laughs) beneath it all. Like if I can help someone Mm -hmm. to tap into their authentic self and tap into their inner joy, then to me, that's like the primary thing. Like if I can just help someone with those two things, like everything else falls into place. Um, that's not to say I don't help people specifically with like work issues and relationship challenges and stuff like that. But um, always in the background, always in the backdrop of what I do with people is focusing on how can I help them connect to their true core authentic self? You know, how can I help them like move through the static of their mind and get back to who they really are? Because when we do that, Joy just comes, you know, peace just comes, fulfillment, passion, aliveness, it all just comes. And when we are in that energy, it's so much easier to deal with our challenges. Like it, it, sometimes it's effortless to deal with our challenges. We just sort of like know how to proceed. So that's really at the forefront of everything I do, whether it's my coaching, whether it's my classes, the intent of my happy book as well. It's all about helping people get out of their heads and into their hearts so they can live their truth, live their most incredible lives that they deserve to live and that at their core they really, really want to live and, you know, need to live to fulfill their soul's purpose. Absolutely. Well, Robin, along those lines, let's talk about, like, a couple of tips that people can do Mm. to get happy or be happy or stay happy. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So the first thing that I always share with clients and that I incorporate into most all workshops that I do is telling people or talking to people about how they spend their their first few moments upon waking up. I think that if if you're going to add any practice to your life, any one practice, that the, the way to get the most bang for your buck is to add a conscious, empowering morning routine. Even if it's just five minutes that you're committing every morning, um, ideally it would be longer. Ideally it would be 10, 15 or longer. But, you know, if you're just starting out, even if you just commit to five minutes every morning, I'm going to start by doing something 
that connects me to my heart, doing something that clears my mind and allows me to get into the right energy space because how we start our day, it sets, it sets the tone for the entire rest of our day. You know, yeah. so many people, they wake up to their alarm clock and they hit the snooze button. They're like already in a state of resistance. They're like, I don't want to get out of bed. Or, you know, maybe they get up when their alarm goes off, but they just get into like go, go, go mode and just go through the to-do list of things they have to do in the morning. And they're not taking any time to connect to themselves, to connect to their intentions, how they want the day to go or like what space they want to come from. So unfortunately, that's just setting ourselves up for a day of unconsciousness, for a day of stress, of feeling anxious. But if on the other hand, we just spend five, 10 minutes doing something that connects us to our center, we then will start our day in that energy, and that energy will carry throughout the rest of our day. And then as things come along that are challenging and start to bring us down, like it's easier to notice because we started from a higher place. So then mm. if, if, when we notice it, we can pull ourselves back a lot easier. So that is my number one tip always <laughs> to uh, experience greater happiness. Yeah. I think that's true. I, yeah, that. I, I have a morning ritual for sure, but it, it doesn't go well during tax season. But I try to sit down with mm. headphones and meditate for at least four or five minutes just to say good morning to yeah. myself now. You know, like I need that. I need that connection with me. So, Robin, where can people find you and where can they get your book? Because they need to go to your website and look at that. So give us all your shout outs. Oh, right. I love it. So, um, so yeah, my website, first of all, is www.robinpwiley.com and it's Robin with a Y so it's R-O-B-Y-N-T Wiley W-I-L-E-Y um, my Facebook page is Robin T. Wiley um, and my book can most directly you can find it on Amazon.com yeah. um, it, it's in a few little stores in Portland but I know most people listening probably will be from other parts of the country or world so <laughs> so yeah, Amazon.com. Just Google my happy, or sorry, just uh, search my happy book, um, and it should come right up. Um, yeah. Are you on Instagram? The, the major ones. I am on Instagram. You... Thank you. Uh, yeah. And that's Robin T Wiley as well. Robin I gotta find you so I can follow you on on Instagram. We. Uh, so, so the other thing is, I want to ask you. So we we decided this, Carrie. I don't even know if you remember that we talked about this, but I'm gonna do it. So we want to just get personal for a second, and I want to know what you're reading right now. Mm. Okay, let's see. I'm one of those people that I'm often reading a few things at once. Um, oh, welcome to my so... world. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Anyway. So um, I'm just starting to get back into a nutrition book about Ayurveda. Um, it's called Enlightened Nutrition by Paul Douglas. Um, B-U-G-L-I-S-S, if you're interested. Um, and then another book that I'm rereading, again, is one of the Sinea Roman books I was talking about. It's called Living with Joy. Um, and that one's phenomenal. It's I love, you know, just reading a passage every so often throughout the day, and it just, like, boosts my mm -hmm. energy, gives me something awesome to focus on. Um, I've been bringing it to all of my client sessions too and like having my clients open up to a random page and read a passage and every single time they're like, oh my God. And then they're like, I'm going to buy this book. So, um, uh, yeah, awesome. we <laughs> love one. to promote books and authors. I, I, I'm like you, I have seven books, but I really, as you were talking, thinking my determination after tax season is to sit down and read one book. 
and then close the page and start another book. From now until September, like all the books I have stacked. So I'm hoping that that's my truth, but we'll see. So we just are so delighted, and thank you so much for coming on the show. We uh, basically right now just about going to close it out with a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote, and, and we pull some angel Ooh. cards, and you're welcome to stay with us for that. Um, but I have a yeah, Wayne Dyer Wednesday awesome. quote, and we are wholly inspired by Wayne Dyer. Um, he's been one of our greatest teachers, and I was lucky enough to see him in person and, and really just, Soak in his teachings. So in honor of him, we like to say that. So the one I pulled for today says, you aren't your work, your accomplishments, your possessions, your home, your family, your anything. You're a creation of your source, dressed in a physical human body, intended to experience and enjoy life on earth. Dr. Wayne Dyer. That's the best quote. Isn't that cool? I love that one. Okay. Such an amazing idea. Once you get that idea that, like, you're not all of those things outside of you, it's so freeing. And and then it it forces you to say, okay, who am I? And then when you ask who am I, you start to feel yourself. You start to think about, yeah, if I'm not living in joy, what is the purpose? Because there's so many times in our day that we just, like, roll through, like you were saying earlier, and we have all this stuff that we have to do, but but we stop the enjoyment of the moment. And that's where Eckhart Tolle's teachings really helped me to just be like, I don't even have to think about five minutes because I'm here right now. It's an interesting conscious practice to have, (laughs) for sure. Okay, Carrie, you want me to pull a card and then and then you can close um, us out? Sure. You pull uh, cards I'm right and here. I'm going to read my card. Okay, so my card is, so everybody just kind of close your eyes if you're listening, unless you're driving, and just think about what's going on for you and what you'd like to hear from your angels. And I picked the card Fiona. And Fiona is the help angel, and she says, now that you've asked the angels for help, Be open to receiving divine guidance and assistance. You deserve heaven's help. And I'll share with you that one of the prayers that I say every day, uh, many times sometimes during the day, is show me the path. And I say that because I think that once you ask for help, you do kind of have to get out of the way and let it unfold for you. So this message is just to say, be open to what they put in front of you. And if you're struggling, just say, show me the path. Show me the path. So I love it. Thank you. I love that. And, you know, that is um, it's interesting. Garrett Jackson, who's going to be on our show in a little while, um, he, his message yesterday was ask your angels for help. So I definitely mm. think that, you know, that is confirmation that we, you know, can and should ask for help. So I love that. Um, well, and as, along the lines of you can't make this stuff up, <laughs> I'm using the mermaids and dolphins um, oracle cards because they're my favorite. And I um, chose contemplation time, spend time alone, meditating upon what you truly desire. So, mm-hmm, okay, people. <laughs> right? Like that's just, I mean, that just kind of puts a bow on everything that we've been talking about today about, you know, it's like it's all about you and what your true desires are and to take time meditating, you know, like Robin, like what you were saying, like take time for yourself. And so with that, we will leave you. 
Oh, delightful to have you, Robin. Thank you so much. I will send you the podcast later to your email so you can share with your social media peeps, and we will also be sharing. And everybody go out and get that happy book, A Guided Journal to Light Up Your Life, on Amazon right now. I know I'm going to order it because I'm going to spend a month journaling, so I really appreciate the opportunity. So thank you. Thank you, Carrie Butler. Love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. I love what you ladies are doing. It's been a delight. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Aloha, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.